ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of The Troubled Men for Troubled Times. My name is Manny Chevrolet. I'm with my co-host. What's your name again? Renee Coman. Renee Coman, that's right. Yeah, I've known Renee a while. Greetings, Troubled Nation. Yeah, (laughs) and we're actually broadcasting tonight uh, from the first State of the Union for our president, uh, Trump. Yes, we're sort of running a uh, a counter counter, counter operation. Counter operation, because who knows what the fuck that guy's going to say. I'm pretty sure uh, I do know what he's going to say. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. It's all, it's all going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Yeah, it's all going to be huge, and it's all good, and all that kind of stuff. Well, good for him. I'm glad I'm not watching him, because I don't want to give him the time of day, to be honest with you. No, I think we're doing the right thing here. Yeah. Uh, so what's been happening with you? Oh, I, uh, you know, just uh, you were here for the freeze, the, the big deep freeze in New Orleans, yes, where it got yes. down to 19 degrees overnight. Yeah. I couldn't open my car door. Yeah. I you know, I, I, the night that it first, that was like a Tuesday night that it, yeah, so, uh-huh. and it sleeted yeah. earlier in the day, I mean, that, that evening, I, I played a gig that night and I thought, nobody's going to come out to this, this, this is going to be, why do I, you know, like I was asking the leader, wouldn't you rather do this as a solo gig? Right. Like, no, no, come on. I was like, okay, we're here, let's play. There wound up being more people at that club than there had been the last two times I played on a Saturday night. That's how crazy people in New Orleans are. Here's what happened. They realized that they didn't have to go to work the next day. Well, yeah, that's so it. Like, yeah, Fuck yeah, it, let's yeah, go yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, sleeting. Yeah. We don't know how to drive on frozen streets. We don't care. Right. Well, what I found funny is that after, you know, the, the, the very next morning where the, it was 19 degrees, people couldn't get their car doors open, I had to go to work. Yeah. I had to go to work because the students need someone to... You know, to to deal with, and or to you know to fuck with, but what I found funny is that watching the whole news in that morning because I couldn't get my car doors open, so I was I was four hours late for work. Really? Yeah, I couldn't get the doors open, and then it took me like you had to put water on them. Yeah, I had to put water on them, and it took me like another like an hour, another hour to get the the windshields defrosted and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But what I found hilarious, driving to work, I, found, I, I thought to myself, this is so fucking funny because, you know, um, the panic that I heard on the news, <laughs> the right. panic of the people, oh, the schools are closed, this is going on, this is, look at those cars, they don't, they're, they're, they're slipping and sliding and all this kind of stuff. The panic that people had, the pipes are breaking, the pipes are breaking, well, all those kinds of Yeah, they were breaking, the panic, but yet... But yet, this city at the same time, a category four or five would be coming down in the city. I'm not leaving. Uh, it'll be I, fine. I, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Mm. You know, and then they find them like you know a day later up in a tree dead. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. So well. I found that very funny about this city. It's like you know you, you get this freeze. What this was like the biggest freeze in like 80 years or something no, like that. No, I mean we had a big one in uh, in like. 88, 89. Oh, well, maybe that was what I was thinking. But I just found that hilarious that, 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 these, uh, that the, the way that the panic and the news and the panic on the streets and on the, on the, on the social media, but yet, if, you know, a Category 5 was bearing down in this city, these people would be like, fuck it, we're partying, we're having a hurricane party, right. well, fuck this, right. you know? Yeah, less so now than before Katrina, but, but still, uh, you know, be, I think it's what you're used to, you know? It's like, it's, it's funny. Uh, People like squares will see somebody you know who who can put themselves in dangerous situations like you know going to some bad neighborhood or or right. uh, you know engaging with some some dicey characters and think, God, how could you ever do that and you think, well, the first time you 're a little bit nervous, yeah, and you go ahead and you do it anyway because you you 're highly motivated for whatever reason well, it was like scoring dope in well, a bad yeah, that's what I'm saying. yeah 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 so, yeah. so uh, i'm trying to speak euphemistically but okay let 's get right to it um, <laughs> so you know the first time you 're a little nervous, yeah the second time you 're less nervous by the tenth time you 're like, "Fuck it, man, this is easy. Yeah, I could do this could all do day this. long yeah, yeah, I could do this I in could, fact, uh, I do yeah well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, so you know I think with the hurricanes it 's the same thing once you 've gone through a bunch and nothing's happened now then you go through one and a whole bunch of bad shit happens and it's uh you know well take, it leaves leaves an impression for sure well, also it also depends you know like i left the first one you know i i went through a couple i didn't leave but i didn't have a family 
right. I didn't have a small child, but that yeah. you know, then I left because of the small child. Sure. You know, and you know, she's been a fucking harbor ever since. You right, know? right. She's been a nuisance ever since. I got to do this and all that, you know. But she is my child. Anyway, so I wanted to talk about um We're moving on from the freeze already? Well, you got more? That's I, all. I got a lot more. Oh, okay, cool. Go for it. Okay, so you know, I have tenants in my uh, a couple of Oh, well, that, of I can talk about that too. Yeah. So uh, you know, when it's going to freeze, I always text them each individually explaining that you need to leave the water running like a spaghetti thick strand of water, not a drip, but a, an actual continuous small stream because moving water cannot freeze. Okay, that's a truism on earth and, and in our known universe, in fact, moving water cannot freeze. So I explained to them, you have to keep any pipes that you don't want to freeze, you have to keep running. Right. So, okay. okay. I have one house, they understand it perfectly. No problems at all. Another house, both sides, of the, they, they call me up the next morning, well, the pipes froze. Is the Bienville house? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, the pipes froze. I'm like, Jesus Christ. They said, well, we, we dripped the water, but, you know, they froze anyway. Yeah. Again, idiots. moving water Does, will not yeah, freeze. Yeah. You, you obviously, you know, I explained to you, you drip the water, everybody turns the water on overnight, the pressure goes down, the water slows down. I feel your, your pain, because my tenant did the same fucking idiot thing. They froze, I've never had a house where they froze 100% of the water lines all like ice cubes, like f- frozen solid. <laughs> I've had situations where you have like a, service to a dishwashing machine that you can't drip because it's, right, you know, right, you're yeah, not yeah, running yeah. it. Like, you know, that'll freeze and yeah. break a pipe right there. I've yeah. never had a situation where they let the entire service throughout the house freeze solid. And it stayed like that for two days. And both, both sides. Both sides. So, you know, once they did it, they're like, well, what are you going to do? I was like, can't do what, anything. What can I do? Right. You know, it's like, you're fucked. It's a pain in the ass for me because I got to deal with all this. But again... You don't have water, right? For as long as it takes me, right? Yeah. Uh. And, well, no, I had the same thing with my tenant. They're 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 exchange students from Colombia, and they're very eco eco friendly people. Right, they right, don't right. want to deal with. They don't want to uh, waste energy. It's conserve the the earth and you and know the save. water because you know they don't realize we have one of the largest rivers in the world running right through our, our city and that's where and we get our water what? from they don't even we don't pay. have a water shortage yeah they don't even pay for the water uh, I pay for the water that's the one uh, perp Jesus. they have so so the freeze is going on and the, the husband is going he doesn't he's like Manny I don't understand I said just run the water right Run the bathroom faucet, run the kitchen faucet, and just let it run like a little stream. Just right. let it run. Don't worry about it. I'm paying for it. Right. So, he goes, but I, I don't know, should I run both, the hot and cold? I said, no, just run one of them. It doesn't matter to me. Just run one of them. He goes, well, uh, I, I still don't understand. Uh, is it safe? This is the safest thing we can do. <laughs> you know? And sure enough, you know what? He, he, he didn't understand. He still uh, didn't understand. Uh. And you know what? There, uh, uh, a pipe, the hose pipe on, the, on their side, the hose spigot, right. burst. It just burst. So my poor wife, you know, it burst in the morning. I had to go to work. Uh-huh. She had to deal with it. Oh, so basically, she said, okay, let's run it all. And she got buckets and buckets and buckets of water. She said, get, get buckets and buckets of water. This is your water for the next day until I find a plumber. Right. You know, this is your this is your toilet water. Right. This is your boiling water. This is your water. Right. You know. So Marion was very smart. She oh. she and she did, you know. And but he still didn't get it. Well, uh can I run No, you can't run the water now. There is no water. <laughs> it's all turned off. <laughs> it's all turned off now. <laughs> you know? And then <laughs> You know, I'm not a handyman. I've never been a handyman. So I always call someone to do the job. And we you know, being a landlord, we, we have a contract with Bourgeois Plumbing. Oh, okay. You know, who've been around forever, you know. Right, Bourgeois, right, yeah. right. But the one thing I love and hate about Bourgeois is that they'll come and do the job. They'll do the job, 
And they just, they won't bill you. They won't give you a bill or anything. Uh, so you say, don't know what they charge until yeah, later they, on. Yeah. So, and then about six weeks later, uh, six, seven weeks later, you get a bill from them. And you don't, it's not itemized. It and just has a like, number on it. It just says fixed pipe. Right, <laughs> you know, right, right. You, you know, know, $400. You don't know what cost, <laughs> yeah, how much time they like, did, what they did. And you really can't argue with them. Right. You know, it's like they fix, and they did fix the pipe, and I guess this is a rate. And, you know, we, uh, my wife's had this contract with them since she's owned the house, right, you know, which right. was back in the 90s and stuff. But I kind of like it where it's like all of a sudden, I, I like it because it's like, oh, yeah, we did the job, you know, don't worry about it. You know, you'll yeah. get a bill. So you don't have to worry about it. And all of a sudden you get in this comfy position. It's like, oh, man, you know, they're never going to bill us. They're never <laughs> gonna bill. They probably forgot about it. Right, right, right. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, boom. Oh, yeah. You're you going to get the bill. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they, 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 uh, they cleared out a, our, our, the sewage drain like about a month ago. I still haven't got that bill. Right. So I'm expecting this freezer bill, this pipe bill to probably be not for another two months right you know you saw how they the the city cleaned out all these uh catch basins and and cleared out something ridiculous like 56 tons of mardi gras beads yeah that that's 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 ridiculous unbelievable yeah that, you got to get rid of the beads why they're useless unbelievable Who's, you know that or you got to start charging the crews yeah to clean it to, up to clean the, yeah, the catch basins. yeah 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 no no I think that in, in fact that story made national news do you know that it was well, on, yeah because it seems it's so absurd yeah you know? and they're just these made in China beads that just you know oh, yeah it's just trash man Absolutely. it's just, it's just trash my wife you know who's from here said that they used to throw these glass beads. When yeah. she was a kid. Yeah, they would have... Now, those were like Chinese, you know, like yeah. not super but they would, nice, but they're cool. They're, yeah, they're, and she said they would melt them down to do things with them, huh. to make art projects with okay. them. They would melt them down, actually. We used to melt down the plastic ones. Probably was giving us cancer, but no. <laughs> but we did. No, but that's that's a joke. I mean, I, I really think, you know, we're coming up on Mardi Gras. Well, we are in Mardi Gras this season. This is the carnival now. season, yeah, absolutely. This is the carnival season, which, you know... I'm like, fuck, man. You know, you're not. You don't not getting carnival fever, man. No, I. You know, I, I, for the past three or four years, I've just I, I've seen one parade, I've seen them all. I'm not. Yeah, into now it I always feel that way. I, I up just, until like that first night when you haven't seen any parades yet, and you're going to a parade, and then I actually start getting excited. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, certain not, ones I will. Well. I was told by, maybe you can, you know, confirm this for me, but, like, I was told by other parents who have kids who are older than mine that there's a period, like, when your kid's, like, from, like, 13 to 14 or 13 to 15, they don't really care for parades, but then when they, once they get into, like, high school age, they kind of like the parades again because they can go out on their own and watch them and stuff like well, that. Well, there's, there's a corner on St. Charles and maybe, like, Amelia or something uh-huh. that... All the high school kids want to go to, uh, and okay. they all hang in a big pack, and you know uh, well, have very little adult supervision. Because I remember last year, my my daughter did not want to go to see Zulu or Rex at all. She was like, "Eh." Oh no, it's not. It's usually not on Mardi Gras Day that they that they. No, but she didn't want to do thing. any of it. All yeah. she wanted to see was muses. That was the only thing she wanted to see. Right, and she went with you. Yeah, we, 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 because okay. she had, there's a, house, a friend of hers' house is right on the parade route. We went there, oh, okay. and we said, well, "Go!" Sounds you know. pretty wholesome. Yeah, it was. Fun. That's a fun parade. I, I like that parade. You know, it's one of one of. The I guess more I'm fun. not from here, but I, I could take it or leave it now. To, to be honest with you. Yeah, like yeah. I say, you know, if I if I hit two or three during the season, that's plenty for me. But I do enjoy going to the, you know, the ones that I that I'm in the mood for. That it's, you know, I'm rested. I don't have to do anything. You right. Know, it's uh, I, I last can year I went to Muses to and I went to the Circle Bar to to see on Fat Tuesday. I went to the Circle Bar, but I found myself because I go to the Circle Bar to see old friends. Right. And I found myself just in the bar while the parade was going by. Yeah, well, that's yeah, fun yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fine with me. Um, but as far as, you know, I, I'm hoping again that my daughter doesn't really want to go to all the parades. Or, or maybe I'm hoping that there are other parents who want to take her to the parades. Well, you know, uh, what, what grade is she in? Eighth? Seventh. Seventh. Yeah. Well, don't be surprised if she doesn't say she wants to go hang with some of her friends. On Amelia. On Amelia and St. Charles. <laughs> it's, uh, it seems like that's, that's eminent. Well, thanks for the heads up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Um, and the you know, flocka pipe. Give an opportunity to, to uh, flocka pipe. Do you know what flocka? You told me about flocka <laughs> yeah, last time. I told you about flocka. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, it gives you an opportunity to go. Hey, look. Uh, you may think you're doing things out there that are uh, flying under the radar. I'm getting reports oh, on yeah. them happening, so they're definitely not under the radar. So whatever you're doing that I'm finding out about, you need to be a little bit slicker about, okay? Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, the kids aren't slick today. No. Well, you know, you've you got to get slick. You know, it's like if, if something's going on to the degree that, that your parents are aware of it, you're not being slick enough about it. You're not exercising care. Well, that reminds me of activities. my older brother. When I, and that's all I'm trying to teach. Yeah. See, you know, my, I remember, like, that's such a good... Yeah, my older brother, he was like, I was like 11 or 12, and he was like 15, and he was smoking pot. Right. And, he, and this is back in L.A., and he was so stupid. <laughs> he was so stupid. And he would like, you know, he'd get like a three-finger bag back then. Right, a Colombian yeah. A lid. Or a Hawaiian a or something lid. like that. Yeah, a lid, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and he'd be, like, he'd be like, oh, I'll hide it somewhere mom and dad will never see on the, my top drawer, my socks. Yeah, 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 they never look in the sock yeah, drawer. Yeah, they never look there, especially on top of the socks, <laughs> <laughs> not under the socks, you know. And they'd get, he'd get busted, like, routinely. It was just yeah. like, how can you? And I was, like, 12 years old. You're an idiot. How You're, can you, you get, keep you getting know? busted the same so, way? So this went on for, like, a couple of years. Jesus, a and slow then, learner. <laughs> yeah. You call so that? finally it was, like, it was like that line of that Cheech and Chong movie where my mom and dad said, Either you get a job by sundown or we're shipping you off to military school. You know? <laughs> so he went to the army. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he made a career of it. And, yep. and now here's the thing. Now he's living in near Buffalo, New York. He's somewhere with his wife and two kids. And, well, you know, his third wife and two kids. Okay. And now he's like, writing texting me or, or putting out there on social media like you know on facebook like i don't know what to do with my boys you know they're they're getting into trouble it's just uh, like oh fuck they're just uh, like you asshole yeah you, you gotta know? gotta give them the ultimatum yeah man. what a hypocrite you are oh because I, I was trying to meet him in new york last spring you know i said come to the city i'm gonna be in the city you're like three hours away dry he goes oh no i can't go because my boys are uh, there's just stuff going on with them wow and and, and he's like you know they're smoking pot i was like Ooh, ooh, really? <laughs> like, like you never did that at that, that age? And it's like, well, you know, it's like you're a fucking hypocrite, man. You know. Well, you know, there's there's smoking pot and then there's smoking pot. You know, it's like you you could be taking care of your shit and smoking pot and be fine, or if that's all you're doing is smoking pot and you're not taking well, care of your shit, I'm then you know you, that's something to be concerned about. Okay, how know, much pot are these kids scoring in a it, when they're living right across from an army base? Two hours south of Syracuse, New York. I don't know, man. Those army base kids. I tell you what, they, they seemed like some of the like we had a navy base on the West Bank, and, the, and a couple of times I went on base to some of these kids' houses, and they seemed like they were just running, running loose. Well, that's fl- a good loose, point. Man. But I, my whole thing is, is my brother is like, it's like he's coming down on them, like it's like, like no, mass murder, like he's the, yeah. the Manson family. It's like. Well, you did the same thing too. And it's right. like, oh, not the way they're doing it. Yeah, you don't know. They might, you know, that might be the tip of the iceberg. You I know, don't they know. might be breaking into. They might be going in, houses moving from pot to flocka. Flocka. <laughs> you so know, I don't He just doesn't want it. He, he, he thinks you probably don't know what that is, so he's not even going to bring it up. He, yeah. he doesn't have the time to explain. Getting back to the freeze and, yeah. and, <laughs> and plumbers. Uh-huh. So I got to tell you this. So. Um, a lot of the plumbing stuff, once the, the pipes finally thawed out... Well, you're, of, the, you're, you're lucky they didn't burst. Well, I, I, do have, I do, do, did have some breaks, oh, okay. and I had to All deal right. with those you yeah. know, on a kind of ad hoc basis because it took, took me days to even get my, my, uh, you know, my personal plumber to, uh, to be able to show up. You know? He was just well, yeah, he caught. was backed up. Yeah, he was backed had, up. Yeah. But... Uh, one thing was there was an underground leak in this pipe, the main service line, and it got worse after the freeze, got way worse. I didn't even know about it before the freeze. So this plumbing company that I'd never used before, but you know, the guy's kind of a friend of a tenant that I really get along well with from another property, 
and she recommended him and he was like doing me a solid. I talked to him and so he goes, okay, yeah, we can come out tomorrow and, and uh, we've got these guys that dig the hole. Now, my one regret about this plumbing job is that I didn't dig the hole myself because it wound up being a $1,000 hole. Now, my son and I, you know, my, my Irish ancestors in New Orleans dug all the canals. So right. I definitely know how to operate a shovel. Right, these guys, yeah. So, and the guys that they brought in, these, these two very small Central Americans, definitely knew how to operate a shovel. These guys were fucking good. But $1,000 to dig a 12-foot-long trench? Jesus Christ, yes. man. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, if it's, I, I just, I, I, got, I got caught, I got blindsided, you know. I, I didn't ask enough questions. And this is a, a, a friend of a friend kind of thing. Yeah, and I mean, he's like, that's what they charge, man, like $35 a foot, but I guess 50 in, uh, under emergency circumstances, you know. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I could have gotten, uh, you know, two shovels, me and my son, yeah. spent two and a half hours and made $1,000 to do it. God damn right. it. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing. See, I, you know, like I said, I'm not, I, I don't do that shit anymore. You know, I, I you know, I, yeah. I didn't grow up being a handyman. My, my dad pretty much uh, uh, was the handyman. I mean, right. he was a plumber. He was a carpenter. He was. He a didn't bush. make you hold the the. the, the only thing my dad the the, uh, the flashlight and no no no. The, my dad at the the yards the tra- the yards had to be mowed. The, the trash had to be taken out. And any time it was any painting that needed to be done, you're doing the painting. Oh, okay. You know, and the sanding and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, fucking, you know, going down and digging a ditch and all that, and, or putting pipe, nah, uh-uh, yeah. I, you know. And now, the, physically, I, I couldn't fucking do it anymore. Man, I, I spent a week crawling under houses. I, at one, one, I was under this... Uh, this deck, like combat crawling, like on my yeah, stomach. Yeah, see, I, my back can't handle that anymore. Yeah. I, my back is like, I, I, you know, it's like I can't do it. I just can't do it yeah. anymore. And it's sad. I, I want to do it to save money, but it's just like, you know. Well, but what, I, what I hate the most is, what I hate the most is like these people who say, uh, you know, like I have a friend of mine who says, oh, all you got to do is this and this and this and this. I'll do it for you. And then they come over to do it. And it's like, and it's a half-ass job. It's like, well, you yeah. didn't do what you said you were going to do. Well, you got to do this and do this, this, this. Well, can you do that? No, I can't do that. Right, right. Yeah, it's like, well, fuck Plumbing it. is, is such a, it, it, here's what's difficult about plumbing is you never know how far it's going to go bad. Like you see a problem and you think, oh, I can just take it back to this next little place. Yeah. And, well, you can't because it's going to break, and you well, know, you're not going to be able to town, get the pipe. Man, yeah. You know, it's some of the pipes you're dealing with. They could have sat. They could have been connected together for seventy years. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're yeah. fused together with rust and corrosion, and if you put can possibly put enough torque on it to turn it, you're just going to break it off in there. So now you got to go back to the next place, and so it, it. And if you don't have parts on your truck for all that stuff, and you, especially after a freeze, all the parts are sold out everywhere. So you, you even if you had the knowledge and experience to do it yourself, if you're not actually in the business, you're not. It's, yeah, it's going to be nearly fucked. impossible. You're fucked. Yeah, you're yeah. fucked. Anyway, so to close on this subject, uh, <laughs> I'd say the 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 biggest reminder or shock of it, or one of them, was. What a third world city this really is. Oh. How the infrastructure, the Surgeon Water Board can't keep more than 15 pounds of pressure in the line. You know why that is. It's because we, have, we lose something like over 50% of the water that they pump into the system to breaks. I think it's closer to 70 or 80%. But well, I was, told, I was told that there's still some of the drainage in, in this city, the, the drainage under the streets is still made from wood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because they made a lot of it 80, 100 years ago out of wood. Huh. And apparently there are certain parts in the city that still have those wood pipes. Wood. We're talking wood. Oh, I don't know about that. I know there's a lot of terracotta, you know, a lot of... I was told, I was told clay, but. some Tulane professor who's like, uh, who I deal with every once in a while, who 
been here forever. I forget his name, but he told me, he said, a lot of the drainage in this city in certain neighborhoods is still wood. Drainage, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, but yeah. I'm, that's probably true. It's probably, yeah. probably like subsurface uh, wood lined, uh, you know, canals you or know, whatever. Uh, Culverts, whatever you, you call know, them. It, it, yeah, this city is third world. I remember when I moved here and I used to see t shirts like uh, in, in French Quarter saying third world and proud of it. And I was like, why would you be proud of that? Yeah, no, it's nothing <laughs> yeah. to be proud of. Yeah, for sure. it's proud of, because in third world countries, at least the kids know how to read and write. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, you know, knew their arithmetic and all that. But okay, anyway, I wanted on. to talk about. Um, here, I have some notes here. Uh, well, I wanted to talk about how how sad it was, how the Saints lost a couple weeks ago. That was, it was heavy. It was shocking for a lot of Saints fans. I'm not shocking. a Saints fan, but right. it was it was it was pretty shocking, you know. Um, yeah, last second, six seconds left on the clock. All the guy had to do was tackle the yeah, just the tackle. Receiver. That's what football is. It's basically tackling and, you know, running, tackling. Pitching, catching, tackling. Pitching, pitching, catching, tackle, you know? Yeah. But, but, you know, it's, I tell you what, I have to blame uh, coaching for that because you, that's a specific move that you don't train for. Like, you train to keep the guy from catching the ball or you train to intercept the ball. You don't train to let the guy catch the ball and tackle him. That has to be something that you practice, you know, in preparation for the fact that that might situation might come up. And then you have to be coached on it ahead of before that play. And look, they had a timeout. They had plenty of time yeah. for the, the defensive coaches to go, look, let them catch the ball inbounds. Just tackle him. Let's make sure we do that. Don't let them get behind you. So I, I, I don't fault so the player hundred no, percent. No, no. And in fact, that player, we wouldn't have been in the game had he not made a stupendous play earlier. Uh, that, I, that, I just, yeah. No, he was the hero of see, the game. See, I only saw, I only saw the last seven minutes of that game. Yeah. No, it I didn't was, see it the was, first. And it was a crazy comeback. It was an insane comeback for the Saints. That's why it was double. Like if we'd just been out of the game the whole time, well, you just you can't win them all you know this was the game we were so far behind on maybe like 21 points behind it oh really ridiculous we came back they had like a blocked punt that we blocked a punt okay that we recovered Uh and and scored on we all this crazy stuff that guy that that missed that tackle he did something amazing i can't remember specifically what it was but some crazy interception or something Ah, earlier on that he that had put us in that position. So, you know, it was, that's why it was so heartbreaking because we had come back and, and had the game won and just had to do this one more cover play and then that's where it crumbled. Oh, damn, my son was inconsolable. He went upstairs. And cried. I, I'm not sure if he cried, but yeah. he probably was on well, the Well, I've been there, tears. done that. I, I've cried over my team losing. Like, you my know, team lost the Immaculate Reception back in... Oh, my God. That was my game yeah. where I fucking... I watched it and I was like 10 years old and I just went in my room and I cried. Yeah. I cried. Yeah. I cried. And my dad was like, my dad was like, what the hell are you crying for? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a goddamn game. And he wasn't a sports guy. Right? Yeah, like right, that, right, right. And uh, I, you know, I don't know if I, I, I can't, I don't know if I'll ever forget I'll never forget that feeling. Right. But I also never forget the feeling of him walking in my room and telling me to, you know, Put you up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, dude, let's you know, just let me cry, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's you let's know? feel the feelings as they come. Well, that's what sports does to, does to you, man. You know? Yes, yes, and, and I understood. I know my son takes it super seriously. And actually, later on in the evening, I was like, I started. He was back downstairs. It was you know, an hour or so later, a couple hours later, and I said something about it. He goes. I don't want to talk about it. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. I can't talk about I, I, it. I know. Dad. Now, yeah. now uh, on that subject, uh, I, I asked him about the Raiders. He said the Raiders are kind of uh, on the come up, huh? Like they're, they're getting better. Like they're, he said they well, actually. Well, we went to the Super Bowl in 2002, and then we sucked for like 12 right. years straight. I know, straight. I know. But, but like their team is, is sort of rebuilding, right? We what, have a. Uh, we, we are getting better. Well, I felt really good last year. Could that season. one make some more noise with, the, with those chairs? Yeah. I know. 
we were really good last year. We made the playoffs for the first time in like 10 years or something like that. Oh, okay. And there was so much hype. It was like, this is a team that can compete and go to the championship, maybe get to the Super Bowl and stuff like that. And then the, this past season, they just laid a fucking egg. They, oh, they really? just went from a, a playoff team to a 6-10 and ten team. Huh. What do you attribute that to? I attribute it because they did what a lot of fucking teams do. They, what's the old saying? If, you gotta, if, you, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind well, of thing. Or, or yeah. if it ain't broke, break it. Yeah, well, yeah. So basically what they did was, what they did was, <laughs> what they did was they took a 12-4 and four playoff team that was one of the high-scoring offenses wow. in NFL history, and they changed it. They got rid of one coach, they got rid of the offensive coordinator, and they got these new guys. Oh, Jesus. And it just went so now this year they decided they got rid of the guys that they hired and, and so they're doing a whole new coat. They brought back this is the Raiders, the yeah, Oakland yeah, Raiders yeah, yeah, we're yeah. talking about. Okay. Yeah, but that's basically what they did. They they did something like where, you know, why did you do that? And I have a theory is that go on. The theory is is that their star, their young star, up and coming quarterback. It was his contract year, and. Part of his contract, I think his agent and he said, I don't like this offensive coordinator. I want this guy to be my. I only signed for that. Oh, man. So, you know, that's my theory. I don't know. Right, right. You know, I don't know. Conjecture. It's wait till next year for me. It's wait till next year. And and they got, they brought back the old Gruden. Remember Gruden? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is is he going to be the coach? They brought him back. They hired him right at the end of the year. Yeah, okay. they fired they right, fired right. Del Rio and they got Gruden back, who everyone in Oakland loves Gruden. Well, Gruden has a, yeah. uh, you know, He's I don't like him connect. as a person or, or as a personality, but He's, he does have a, a history of winning, right? Has has some wins on. He's yeah, got, he's he's got, got a, a couple of rings, ring, up one his belt, yeah. and he's got some winning. He's just got, and I think what it has to do. They hired him. This amazing deal that he got, but they hired him to come back and bring back that Raider mystique and all that kind of stuff, which we were getting back last year, the year before. The criminal element, you mean? Yeah, the criminal element, the tough guy, because his nickname is Chucky, you know, like the monster Chucky from those okay. movies. That's what they call him, because he's got that same kind of snarl like Chucky. And that creepy smile. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah they're bringing yeah. him back, but also... They're bringing them back to sell tickets because they're moving. The Oakland Raiders are moving to Las Vegas. In okay, two years. how do you feel about that? Well, I feel sad for the city of Oakland. I feel sad as an Oakland Raider fan growing up as an Oakland Raider fan. Yeah, but I understand that this is the world we live in. You know, could be it, trouble though, putting those uh, football players in Vegas. It'd be trouble for the visiting teams. I think. Yeah. They come into town on a Friday. They have to play on Sunday. They have all of Saturday to sit oh, there and go. Interesting, interesting. You know, okay. They all have right. curfews, and I'm sure coaches and all that kind of stuff. But Vegas is Vegas, it's man. It's a big distraction. It's sure. a big distraction. Wow, interesting. Uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, I, you know sports are sports, and uh, yeah, no. I just when when I, you know, I was I, thinking about the Saints, and then, then I was thinking about the Raiders because I knew I was going to see you, so I wanted to ask you about that. Um, I think we're going to do well. I think we, we have a bright future. We have some superstars on both ends of the, uh, on the offense and on the defense. We have superstars, and and you know what? I just heard something this morning on some sports talk radio that, um, you know, it's it's actually going to the Supreme Court in a, in a year or so. Is uh, the legalization of gambling on sports is going to? I mean, it's you know, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen already. There's an there's an NHL hockey team in Vegas. That's playing because that was a thing for years. They could never have a sports team in Vegas because of the whole influences of the mob and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Would it be rigged and all that kind of stuff? But if you look at it, for the last twenty, thirty years, if they wanted to rig sports, they could rig them out anyway. They don't have to be in Vegas to rig sports. Oh yeah, no, they do yeah. it regularly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes from uh, NBA uh, referee scandals. And yeah, you know, re- referees. You know, Look, calling steroids. Up. That's how is yeah. you know steroids in baseball. That's rigging sports. I, you know, yeah. So I don't know, but listen, I heard about this um, this all black insurance company. Have you heard about this? No. Well, they call themselves Allstate. And their slogan is, is that they're, you're in good hands, except in Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Georgia. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it's, 
an all-black insurance company. Okay. But you're in good hands, except in those states. Because? Because those states are racist. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right, <laughs> So right, you're right. not in very good hands in those states. Yeah, no, you're, in, you're on uh, you're, shaky ground. You're on shaky ground in those yeah, hands. You're on shaky ground right. in the deep yeah. south. For I sure. mean, this is, I, I'm just throwing it out there. No, I like that. I, like, it's, it's, I, see, I see where you're going with that. That's, yeah. that's good. Can, I, uh, can we uh, pause and, so I can get another drink? Sure. All right, here we go. And we're back. And we're back. Uh, it's halftime at the Trump inaugural, uh, uh, the Trump State of the Union. It's <laughs> halftime. And the state of our union is yeah. still troubled. Yeah, still troubled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I'm so troubled. You know, Trump's the kind of guy who could light up a room by leaving it. <laughs> that's, to me, that's how I feel about him. You know, you know, call me crazy. But uh, I wanted to talk about uh, New Orleans transportation. Okay. And I think you wanted to talk about it, too, didn't you? Um, uh, sure. The, the bicycles and oh, stuff yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. Go, you, you start. Well, yeah, yeah. you know, they started, I it's don't know if it's mind, in your man. neighborhood, but they started in my neighborhood this whole blue bike program. Have you seen that? I have. Yeah. And um, my daughter and her friend on a Saturday, even though they have bikes, they wanted to use the blue bikes. And I said, all right, all right, I'll pay for this. I'll let you use. What does that run? Um, well, it's funny. It was like, okay, I, we checked it out. It's $8 an hour. Holy shit. For just to use a blue bike. And I thought, fuck. yeah, that's what I said. I said, holy the fucking fuck? shit. That's more than minimum wage in this town. Oh, shit, man. Yeah. But I Waitresses did find... only get two fifty, I think. <laughs> well... <laughs> Plus tips. But I thought to myself... But then, then I found out that you could actually buy a monthly permit for like 20 bucks for the uh-huh. month. You, know, uh-huh. you could use a bike as much as you want, you know. Right. But, I, you know, they were using it for an hour, and that was like more than minimum wage. I was like, that's, 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 that's fucking ridiculous. And she has a bike, right? Yeah, she has a bike, but she wanted to do it. So I felt like, you know, I just looked at these rows of blue bikes, and I said to myself, the first thing that came into my mind was like, I'm slashing these tires. <laughs> slashing all these tires right now. I'm but they rode it for a while, you know, but she'll never do it again. But oh, yeah, then I I'm thought sure. to myself, you know, about itself. the ghost bikes, you know, the ghost bikes that you, uh, that you see around town. And yes. I didn't know about these ghost bikes when I moved here. I did not well, know they about They didn't have them when you moved here. That's a more recent phenomenon. That's a post-Katrina phenomenon. Okay, well. Just to, to, to tell the, the Troubled Nation listeners what we're talking about, in New Orleans, um, <clears throat> as you drive around the city, mm-hmm. you'll see... Uh, scenes, or rather, uh, locations where some where there was a, a bicycle involved fatality, where someone was was killed on a bicycle, and they'll the bicycle activists, safety activists, will come and and chain a a bike that's totally painted white, right. like on a telephone pole or a light pole or something right. at that location. Yeah, yeah, and they call yeah, them yeah, ghost yeah. bikes, and it's too. You know, bring attention to the fact that someone was killed on a bicycle at this location. And here's the thing: as a as a native, bicycles in New Orleans, I I just totally disagree with them because they're so it's so dangerous. People drive. I mean, driving in a car is dangerous in New Orleans. Yeah, and the streets are and, so bad, and people and, are mostly drunk. People are such bad drivers. You know, they yeah. make right-hand turns from the left-hand lane. They change lanes without signaling. They run red lights. They run stop signs. Um, they're totally distracted. Uh, no, so, yeah, you know, right. being yeah, in a yeah. car and, and, and having an, other cars around you is super dangerous. Being in a bicycle and having these same drivers around you is deadly. It's really just, you know, a matter of time before someone does something that could kill you. You may escape death by, you know, through some miracle or, you know, some, some super defensive move or, you know, uh, uh, you know, you're just so adept at, at falling that, that, you know, you, but it's, it's through, through no uh, grace of the drivers around you because they don't care. And, and you, well, I saw some study. Uh, I read some study. I didn't see. I, I read a study where they they said that eighty five percent of bike fatalities could be prevented 
if they were just driving cars. <laughs> I, I, I think it might be higher than that. <laughs> yeah. If you just drove a fucking car, you wouldn't have gotten killed on your bike. That's yeah. basically what I, yeah, but, no, I... I've always been terrified, especially for my children. You know, like, oh, I'm going to ride on a bike. It's like, I'll give you a ride. Why don't I just drive you? I, you know what? I, I want to say that to my daughter, but she's such a lazy girl that I want to get her some exercise. I said, go out on your bike. Go on your bike, and I'll just risk it. Uh, I'll risk just it. Just run there or something. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> well, that, and, and then, you know, the other side of the coin is... There, I see a lot, a lot, a lot of bike riders who do things that put themselves are stupid. Yeah, they in, put themselves in, in fucking danger. They they don't adhere. They don't stop at they stop, don't stop signs. signs. They don't stop at red lights. They kind of do the California California rolling stop is what I call it. Right? Because we're growing up in LA. That's what we used they, to do. They they, they dart in cars, in, dart we, in front of automobiles. Yeah. You know. I, and so if you want the same rights as the motorist, then you have to abide by the same rules. That's the way I feel about it. And, and really, it's, it would keep them safer than they are with what they're doing. It might take you one minute extra. You know, you might have to hit the brakes three more times on a trip and start from a dead stop. But what's your life worth? Right. Anyway, I, I really sound like an no, old no, person. No, 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 no. Yeah, I understand that. No, that was my point the whole time. And I, I had a, I can't find my story, but I had a story about the. No, those I, bikes. you know, I think like you know, you want to ride a bike, uh, take your bike to Audubon Park, ride it around in the park, and then walk your bike home. Okay. <laughs> Did I talk about this? I don't know if I talk about trans, you know, the whole transgender etiquette. Have we talked about that? Um, I don't remember it. Okay. Well. I was thinking, because, you know, I work at the university here locally in New Orleans. Is there a big transgender population well, at Tulane? I don't know if there's a big population, but they're making all the facilities uh, very transgender friendly, like all the bathrooms. Gender neutral, sure, yeah, sure, sure. gender neutral and stuff. Right. So I was thinking to myself, because um, I went to the bathroom the other day, uh-huh. and it said, you How know, did you feel about that? Well, I, I felt... I was felt good to relieve myself because sure, I had to sure. go. The bathroom but, still worked for you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. what's the etiquette like? You know, usually I was grow, I was raised. You know, you, you put the seat down. You know, you, you lift it up to take a leak. You put the seat down. Okay. Yeah. You know. So what's the etiquette now for the transgenders? Now for so everyone, when you, do you do that in a in a public men's? Uh, well, usually bathroom? if I have to take a leak, I'll just use the urinal. But if okay. I'm using the toilet. And if it's like a unisex toilet now, do I, you know, do I... Is uh, the seat going down? Is the seat going down? Is the lid going down? Do I keep it all up? Do I, you know, do right. I flush? There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of questions. Yeah. a lot of moving parts in yeah. this whole scenario. Well, I that's the you, thing. So what's you. the etiquette? So I, I was at work and I brought it up to my superiors and well, I would say, first of all, eyes to yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. But I brought it up to my uh, superiors, and they just kind of like, you know, they're, they're company people. They're just company fucking right, people. Right. They're like, oh, we don't talk about that stuff. We don't talk about this stuff. You well, can't we have even kid to. We have you to can't, talk yeah, about you this. have to talk about this stuff. We can't even kid about this we stuff. We have to uh, establish policies. Because if we, can't, if we can't joke about anything anymore, then what's the fucking living? You know, I, I, if I can't, yeah, 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 yeah. if I can't insult, if I can't offend, then then I have really no purpose. This is this because is not I, America. I live to this offend. This is not a you free. Know? You know, this yeah. is the like in Saudi Arabia, you can't say things that are offensive, right? Because they'll come and cut your hand yeah, off, possibly, or, off or or, or, or yeah. you know, the 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 religious police will come and beat you with sticks but in america you have that right i have the right to offend absolutely i do have that right to offend but no one wants to be, you know it's just like uh, it's like fuck you man i'm here for you man I'm yeah, in your it's just like fuck you if no. i want to it's like you know you know transgender when in I fact first not heard, only do you have a right you have a duty i have a duty to offend exactly 
you know, I have a duty to like fucking shake things up. Absolutely. You know, if you don't fucking dig it, then fuck you. I don't give a Change fuck. Change the channel, man. Change the channel, exactly. It's like the whole thing about when I, well, a couple of weeks ago, when the whole thing was like, you know, when I said good is the answer for everything. <laughs> I love you know? that. <laughs> you know? That's if I can't do that and fuck with you, <laughs> then, you know, I, I really don't want you. I don't, I don't want to deal with it's you. It's just a way to weed people out. Look, yeah. I, I understand. It's just like I, that. I, 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 I went through a similar thing. Um, I, I, I went on the road with this band, and we had big plans to do a bunch of stuff in the future together. And the gig went fine. But you know how you're around people and like maybe kind of like a first date where you think, well, this person's perfectly nice and I'm perfectly nice, but it's not working. somehow it's not this happen. doesn't... There seems yeah. to be... Something now. Now I, I would partially blame myself because here's what I always do. I'm I when I'm meeting people for the first time, I'm playing it kind of cool, you know. I'm you know I, I'm kind of reserved, you know. I don't show a whole lot, you know. I'm just competent and you know doing my thing. Then if someone starts like digging me and like praising me or or kind of getting into it, then I I go. Oh, they're ready for the whole thing. Here we go, and then uh, and then yeah, it, and yeah, then it just yeah. comes way too fast for them. A lot of times, like whoa, whoa, Renee, whoa, I didn't want to see all that. You know, right. geez, that's that's a lot. That's a lot to right. digest. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, some people like you go, oh wow, that's really cool. Right. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. I glad but I stuck my toe in the water. Whereas other people go like, whoa, it's, maybe that's well, maybe I'm not on board you, for all that. Well. It's like that with that old John Lydon uh, album title. This is what you want. This is what you get. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, and, which is so and true. And if someone's not ready for that, then maybe it wasn't meant to be anyway. You know, this right, wouldn't right, have lasted right, for, for right. you know, this this wasn't workable and you know. Yeah, you know, no okay. matter how it appeared initially. You, yeah, I under, I understand that totally. I understand that so fucking much because yeah, I've had that happen in my life too where people take, "Oh, yeah, man, Manny, 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 come man, we love Manny, we love Manny. Come here, Manny, sit with us, Manny, drink with us, Manny, eat with us. It's all me, it's on me, it's on me, Manny. And then, then all of a sudden, Manny appears, and then you right. get the real Manny. And right. it's like, like, whoa, 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 it's, it's like, too much, it's too much. How can you say that, Manny, right. in front of the children? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, exactly. It's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know, I know. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know. I'm shocked every time it happens. I'm shocked every time I, I fall into that same pattern, and then people, you know, because I always feel like, you know, like most people start off liking, not everybody, but most people. And then, but then I lose like ninety five percent of them somewhere in that next transition, you know. And then I'm, I'm, I'm right. I'm, 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 I wind up with the, you know, two and a half, three percent of the whole total yeah. that winds up weathering the storm, or you know, or actually going. Oh no, I do dig that. I, I all well, the two percent that I keep are the ones who can keep drinking with me, basically. Well, you, know. you know, it's just like, all right, come on, come on. You know, are the ones who keep buying. You know, sure. <laughs> those are the ones. You know, it makes them more likable. Yeah, and better looking. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Um, so, what else has been going on? We're getting ready for Mardi Gras. Okay, Cru de Vue just happened this last right. Saturday. Did you go? No. Neither I haven't been I. to Cru de Vue since Lena learned how to read. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't go to Cru de Vue because, you know. It was raining. It was sprinkling that yeah, night. It I, was I, cold. I, I had enough. But I, had enough I really haven't all. gone. Um, I'm, sh- you know, I'm sure it's a fun parade. I'm sure it's fun. Sure. What I, the thing I find about these like little crews, like, well, not they're pretty big, but... Like these things like Chewbacca's and uh, and Rex, T-Rex, yeah, yeah. Tit Rex is and that 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 dog parade is that it's, there's there's like these little parades, but everyone just crowds around so close that the street you know the street's about twenty feet wide, but when these parades roll, the street becomes like five feet wide because there's so many people bunched up. Against they're, these, they're so these things are so well attended now. They yeah. used, they start off small, and within a couple of years, yeah, yeah they're totally you know and, five people deep. I can't be in a room with you know me personally. I get claustrophobic, you know, in a room with five people. Right, you know? right, right. But I find these crews, and then I feel bad for like these. You know, they, like Crudevu has these donkeys or these these <laughs> pulling these little oh, floats and stuff. And I guarantee you, one day, one of these donkeys, and it happened. Actually, it happened about six years ago. He's going to go loco. It's, start, no, start this donkey people. dropped dead. Oh, oh, this donkey dropped dead. 
had a heart attack because of all the confusion going on around it. But one, one day, one of these, you know, like animals, what was that show 20 years ago? Animals go wild. Or when animals like that. attack. Yeah, when animals attack. Exactly, you know. And that's why I don't want to be there for when animals attack. Tell you what, man, a donkey can fuck you up. Man. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Yeah, a donkey can fuck you. You know, somebody was telling me about, like, uh, on farms, people get get uh, donkeys to protect them against wolves because a donkey, like, hates a wolf, and a donkey will fuck a wolf up. So here's there's a couple of ways that a donkey fucks a wolf up. A donkey will grab a wolf by its coat and slant in its mouth and yeah, slam and it slam on the ground profusely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, and then they also have those hooves that'll yeah, yeah. Start well, that's my biggest fear. <laughs> Clobber. See, them. that was my because when I, when I saw that donkey drop dead like six seven years ago at Crudevue, right? I said, you know, what's next? What's next is next year a donkey's gonna fucking fucking nail with its back fucking hoof. Yeah. It's going to nail someone in the side of the head and this guy's going to die. This guy oh, yeah. or a small child or whatever. Oh, Jesus. That God yeah. forbid. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of stuff. So that's why, you know, that's why... They must dope those things up, man. They, well, they must have to, like, they have put them on to, a lot of you would, Valium or I something. I would think they do Valium. that. You know, I don't know. Crudevue is a, you know, yeah. Some donkey Dilaudid. Yeah, but... but I wanted to, you know, I was, we were planning to go out of town this Mardi Gras. We wanted to go out of town, but scheduling-wise just didn't work out. But, Where were you going to go? Uh, I was maybe Cancun? thinking of going, no, Cancun, no, no, uh, Uganda. We were going to go to Uganda for a week. No. Ibiza? Um, I, I thought maybe go see some friends back in Cali and stuff oh, like right that. On. Or my wife has friends in New Mexico, maybe go to New Mexico. Have you been there before? I've only I've been in New Mexico quite a few times it's in my cool, life, man. I like but it's it. just driving through kind of stuff. Yep. Like maybe staying a night, that kind of stuff. Never really staying a long time. Like Taos, man. There's a lot of really cool places in New no, Mexico. No, 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 no. I I love New Mexico. I remember the last time I, w- I drove through Mex through New Mexico. It was like during the winter. Yeah, there's blue skies as far as you could see, and it was about. 28 degrees outside, huh. but yet the sun was so fucking bright, I had the AC on in my car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. I had to have the AC on in my car, Yeah, well, and I never experienced that before, and then my wife confirmed that for me. She goes, oh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, she lived there for a few years. Oh, really? So, yeah, she, she was, she, she was, uh, she, she school there or something? Yeah, you know, she taught, she taught at the oh. New Mexico State. Really? Yeah, oh. Marion taught there for a couple, about two, three years. Oh. Huh. And um, where is that? New, is that Phoenix or something? Uh, she was no. She was in southern New Mexico, like Cruces and stuff like that. Las Cruces. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, she was down there. You know, um, and she. Uh, yeah, it's she beautiful knew, out there, man. I love she the had a boyfriend who lived on the res. Oh no shit! Wow. And she used to go to the res all the time. Cool, man. And. That's she, pretty wild. Yeah, man. she has some wild stories about the res. Oh, I bet, man. You know, um, but you know that's for another episode, I think. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get her on the podcast. Yeah, we'll have to get her talking about the res because she told me some wild stories about. The, I'll bet, and then man. she told me this one great story how she brought Mardi Gras to Las Cruces. Oh no, shit. Yeah, she used to. Uh, her and her boyfriend used to frequent this bar or whatever, and. Um, Sounds far-fetched, but yeah. go on. And her mom, her mom sent her all these beads and oh, sure. doblooms and stuff like that. And basically she... People in other places go crazy. Yeah, they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. go insane. So, so she had like 20 pounds of throws right, or right, like right. that. And she They're probably got, stabbing each other over. Yeah, she got up on the bar apparently yeah, started, and just walked on the bar them. and started throwing things, and people just were like jumping, like you know, oh, crazy bet, for it. Yeah, like I say, stabbing like each other over. Yeah, stabbing each other. Yeah, so that's another great. Mar- yeah, we'll have her on the show yeah, maybe sounds, one sounds day. Like, you know, like if fun, she does, if she wakes up. I, I have to get her up. <laughs> yeah, she I sleeps know. a lot. Yeah, yeah. My yeah, poor yeah, wife. Know, you know, uh, <laughs> if I can turn her, <laughs> just to keep the bed sores from developing, yeah, yeah, yeah. from getting worse. Yeah, yeah. You, you gotta, know, you I've been in love, Renee. I've been in love with the same woman now for about twelve, thirteen years. 
But if my wife finds out, it's going to be hell. It's going to be hell to pay. I, you know? I hear you, man. Exactly. I understand. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so today on the news, I saw this fella who had just gotten released from Angola State Prison, possibly the, one of the worst prisons in America. After 38 years... And he was wrongly convicted? That wrongly kind of sh- convicted. Yeah. He was exonerated. Barry Sheck was standing right next to him, the Innocence Barry Project. Barry, my man. Barry, my man. Yeah. Um, and so he was exonerated by uh, you know, DNA evidence, proved that someone else committed the crime. This fucking guy did 38 goddamn years in Angola for nothing, man. Can you fucking imagine that? 38 years... So I, I was still in can high school. Can he sue? I mean, you can sue anybody, but you know the yeah. st- the state of Louisiana has to they they got to agree to pay man, you. They're so you know? fucked here, man. I mean, I was in high school thirty eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine that, man? Spending your entire life since I was like a, a, a sophomore in high school, junior in high school, all that time in prison. Like I don't, I don't want to spend thirty-eight minutes in Angola. <laughs> you know, I could get raped a couple of times in that that thirty-eight minutes, thirty-eight well, hours. Be, definitely, I've been locked up before. I think I've told you this. Well, yeah, before. but you haven't been in Angola. Neither have I. Yeah, I mean, but I, I mean, I was in uh, OPP one time for like six hours. Right, and that was awful. You know. Now, were you in OPP or Central Lockup, Orleans Parish Prison? He's talking about. Were you in Central Lockup? I was just in Lockup. Okay, I was, but I was actually in the new Lockup post Katrina because after a Raider game, I got too belligerent with some fans of the opposing team. Sure, and I got happens. locked up. It happens. But you are a Raiders fan. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the greatest Raider story ever. Go uh, there's on. two. I have two really great Raider stories. Okay, good. About prison and the Raiders. All right. There's this guy in Phoenix, Arizona, a diehard Raider fan. Diehard Raider fan. He's like 36 years old or whatever. He's a diehard Raider, Oakland Raider fan. And he's going to lethal injection. He's getting, he's getting killed. He's going to the chair, lethal injection, whatever. And... He's sitting there in front of all the witnesses because they have to have at least like eight or ten witnesses witness this death. Right. You know, and they say to him, they say to him, and this is a fucking true story. They say to him, they say to him, do you have any last words? And he says, Raiders, which is a huge chant for every (laughs) Oakland Raider fan. He says, Raiders. Boom, he's dead like 30 seconds later. Whoa. Those were his last fucking words. Whoa. And then, this is another great story. In Oakland, there's this famous Raider fan named Raider Bob. He's been a Raider fan since, God, as long as I can remember. Uh And he's just basically, he lives at home with his mom and stuff, and he collects Raider memory, goes to every fucking game. And he drinks beer at the local bar and stuff like that. And he gets arrested for a DUI. So he gets hauled into lockup, and they tell him, you get one phone call. So he doesn't call his lawyer. He doesn't call his mom. He doesn't call a friend. He calls a local sports talk show to talk about this week's game. <laughs> that's his one phone call. Oh, that's so hilarious. It, it, the host knows Raider Bob. He goes, yeah, yeah. we got Raider Bob, Raider Bob. Uh, so lawyer. what's going on? <laughs> you want to talk about this Sunday's game? He goes, yeah, I'm here in Central Lockup. <laughs> you know, you're in Lockup? Yeah, yeah, I got my one phone call. I'm calling you guys. I want to talk about the game. I think we have a chance to win this game. <laughs> you know, this kind of stuff. And they're going, Bob, don't you want to get out of jail? He goes, yeah, I'll get out of jail. Don't worry about it. I'll get out. Don't worry about it, you know. So that's how hardcore some of these fans. But well, that's pretty he, smart, though, because he knew that everybody would hear him. Oh, yeah, and somebody would probably come someone would go out there and yeah, spring yeah, him yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. making uh, ten thousand phone calls with one phone with one uh, quarter, right? Right. <laughs> Do you know that there's still Genius. there are still payphones in this city? Do you know that? I've seen a few payphones in this. Do city. Do they work? The one I think on Claiborne and Esplanade still works. I think it still works. Huh. Okay. Man, I used to know where. Every payphone was in the city. They had them. They had them. Yeah, on the neutral grounds. You yeah, know, they, you, yeah. And they worked. I mean, well, when when we were in New York last spring in New York City, um, 
I was in Times Square, and they had rows of pay phones. Wow. Rows of pay phones, and now and is and that people, for foreign tourists or something. I guess so. I think people use the card. They like debit. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. That kind That's of stuff. crazy. Like, well, good for them, man. That's you know. Got to make money, man. Well, gotta it's 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 a, it's a it's a public service, you know. To have yeah. you know, I mean, who doesn't have a cell phone? But like I say, a lot of tourists, you know, they travel from other places. They don't have uh, international plans. Right. All right, so listen, I got a, I got a Hollywood story I want to talk about. Okay. Because I'm filled with Hollywood stories. And You're the a Hollywood th- kind of guy. Yeah, I'm a Hollywood kind of guy. All right. Um, uh, where is it? Can we stop for a second? Because I really have to pee. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, right. let's go pee. Okay. Wings is on right now. Do you know what you call a pig with wings? What? Linda McCartney. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, he loved her. <laughs> yes, he did. He did love her. Okay, I got time for one Hollywood story. Yes. And if I can find it, where is that story? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, I don't know if I said this. No, I think I said this one. But um, David Lee Roth, remember the singer from Van Halen? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, one night, me and my partner, Dick Rude, were at an after party at some warehouse in Hollywood somewhere, and we took acid. Have I told you this story? No, I don't know. No. We took acid like an hour before. Okay. Because a girlfriend of uh, somebody gave us some acid. And go up, and it's an after hours party, and who do I see is David Lee Roth, who is... This is like 1984. This is like Mr. Van Halen. This right, is like right, he's right. top of the world, Van Halen, you know. Panama. Yeah, Panama, Panama. Jump, um, you know. Panama. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Panama. And I walked up to him. <laughs> I walked up. I walked up to Yeah, might as well jump. <laughs> Go ahead and jump. But then again, you know, Paul McCartney's a genius for saying, you know, hey, someone's knocking at the door. Someone's ringing the bell. Hey, do me a favor. Open the door and let them in. <laughs> I mean, brilliant. Is that brilliant or what? You okay, know? all right. So David Lee Roth is there. And I walk up to him and I said, Hey, man, you owe me 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me 40 bucks. <laughs> He goes, oh, dude, you know, David, you know, Mr. SoCal right, dude, right, you know, right, right. do I must owe you 40 bucks, man, here. He gave me two 20s. Wow. And I went to the bar. This <laughs> 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 is like, thanks a lot, man. And it, that night was so creepy, though, because we were frying on acid, being my friend. We left that place. We drove down to Venice Beach. And that time, that time, you're talking the... Reagan era of uh, of America and Venice Beach, the homeless. You know, he cut funding down for all these hospitals. So right. these hospitals just release these crazies. Right, right, right. They just release these crazies out, and they just Zombie wandered the streets of it. Yep. So they ended up in the Venice Beach, Santa Monica Beach. Right. You know, Newport. They ended up. You could all, sleep outside. Yeah, they could sleep outside. So we enough. went there on acid, and it's, now it's like four or five a.m. And we're talking to all these ex-Vietnam vets oh, and these fucking homeless crazies and all this kind of stuff. And me and my friend are frying on acid. Oh, my God. We're frying on acid. We watch the sun come up, you know, you know from the deserts. You know, we watch, and these poor guys, they all started like, I think they were getting contact highs from us. You know, right, you right, ever get sure. a contact yeah. high yeah, from yeah, a person yeah. on acid? Yes, yes. Yeah, or mushrooms or stuff like that. Right. And they all started just either enjoying it or fucking having Vietnam flashbacks Whoa. and stuff like that. And me and my friend, it was like 7 a.m. now, you know, it's like 7, 8 a.m. We were like, we just started giving them money. <laughs> it's just like, here, here's a dollar, here's a dollar. Just get away yeah. from us, get away. We got in his car and we just took off, man. It's like being at a strip club. Yeah. You, well, you give yeah. them money to leave you alone. <laughs> So that's my Hollywood story because David Lee Law, Law. But uh, I have tons of Hollywood stories, man. I, I have know tons. you do. I know you do. I did, and I was thinking, you know, I think about them all the time because I go on YouTube a lot and 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 punch up old bands that I like from LA yeah. and stuff like that. And I see this stuff, and I say, "Oh man, there's what's his name in the audience watching oh, this oh, game. Wow. You know, like oh, really? I know that guy, so I'll, I'll maybe Google that members. name or that kind of stuff. 
and I find out that you know they're either dead or they're in prison, you know, you know, in prison or, or um, you know, working for the Trump administration. Well, you know, you know, or you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Exactly. You know, uh, I got a joke. Okay, I have some jokes. Yeah, let's get to joke time. Yeah, okay. We can wrap it up with joke yeah, time. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Uh, uh, here's one thing I want to say, that it's human nature to fuck your fellow man. So oh, count me in. That's, <laughs> count me in. <laughs> okay. Sorry, oh, here's I something I wanted to say. Uh, and this I is like something that. I think we should ask when we start having guests on this show. Okay. I think maybe we should have like... Uh, like three questions that we ask our, our guests at the end of the show. Okay. You know, you know. It has like, to be three. Well, it could be four. Rule it could three. be 20. It could be 100. Three I don't, is better, though. Yeah, okay, you let's know. start with three. But right. it's like, uh, I always thought it's like, now I want to be cremated, but I know people, especially here in this town, will have tombstones. You know, what would be on your tombstone? You know? Okay, right. You know, and for me, if I had a tombstone, I, I would say, this place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's would be on my tombstone. Well, well, Glenn Styler, aka Brent Newman, has yeah. suggested that what should be on my tombstone is just play the fucking part. <laughs> Stop asking fucking questions. Just play the fucking part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I don't so, care about all that other bullshit you're trying to do. Just play the fucking part, man. Right. How is he? I haven't talked to him in a few weeks. Uh, he's hanging in there, you know. He's, I know, he's, he's a, got a trooper. You, yeah. He's a trooper. He's living with his mother-in-law. Okay. Um, and this is the last thing I want to say. Okay. Time. Okay. Can you do spoiler alerts? You know, because someone fucking did a spoiler alert. No. Someone spoiled it for the Star Wars movie. I'd like to... To, to clarify that term. When people say a spoiler alert, now, a spoiler alert is alerting someone that a spoiler is coming up. Right, right, so right. So there's but a idiots. difference between okay. a spoiler and a spoiler alert. All right, All right. So, so you're right. You're, you're right ta- about you're that. You're talking about a spoiler, right? All right, so can you have a spoiler? See, my boss fucking spoiled the whole Star Wars for me. Because I hadn't gotten seen it yet, and we were having lunch together, and he brings it up that, that the good guys are going to win. Well, somebody dies. You oh, know, okay. you know, someone I didn't know was going to die, and he just he fucking spoiled it for me. Are you a big Star Wars fan? No, not no. really. I'm not a geek about it. I don't have any memorabilia. I just like the movies. I like. I think there's. I think they're ninja stories. I think they're really great stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, westerns, right? Yeah, yeah, sort of. And so he's fucking totally spoiled it for me. But can you spoil a true story? Um, well, yes. So here's how you could spoiler a tr- spoil a true story is if you were telling a story that was true and I had heard the story and I went and jumped out and stepped on your story, stepped on the punchline, you know? So that in that case, I would be spoiling a true story, right? Okay. All right. All right. I got one more joke, and then we'll call it quits. Um, I went to Gamblers Anonymous. Okay. Nothing but fucking losers there. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs>